Hello, I'm Jeremy M. Eden Esquire. And I'm Dan Theodore Logan. And I'm Rufus. <laughs> and this is Totally 90 Under 90, dude. 90 awesome movies. Under 90 minutes. Excellent. Okay, today on our show, clocking in at just five seconds shy of 90 minutes, we are talking about 1989's Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, directed by Stephen Herrick. Gentlemen, I don't know if you're aware of this, but today, of uh, the day of this recording, mm-hmm. uh, is the 30th anniversary of this movie. Today? Right? As, uh, as of today. Right. How serendipitous. Uh-huh. This, uh, this episode will be re- re- uh, launching uh, this following Thursday, oh, so we are just spoilers. in time for the- <laughs> Spoilers we, for the movie. We are, we are in prime <laughs> Bill and Ted fever right now. Oh, we, yeah. we just got they some just movement on the third, the third one. one. They just yeah. opened yeah. the official Twitter account for a movie that no one is asking for except Jared, don't for say maybe that. Alex winter you don't speak for everybody does he speak for everybody i don't think he does he doesn't speak for everybody doesn't speak for me okay well i i speak for myself when i say i'm not that interested especially after watching this one um and then thinking about and i and i love both movies individually Mm -hmm. but this movie is so much better and the uh bill and ted's bogus journey takes such a a a leap in a different direction mm-hmm. that I'm like, I don't know what this third movie could even be. That's They're why I think it, it's good to have a third one at any time because it, it's each. If the second one's so different from the first, then the third one's going to be so different, hopefully, from the previous Which two. Which is nice for sequels. Exactly. It, th- it's true, but at the same time, I think that. Uh, same time, bo- fuck it. <laughs> fuck <laughs> you. No, I was just going to say, Bogus Journey um, uh, lacks some. I mean, and granted, it has death. It has station, <laughs> but it really lacks the uh, supporting Sex. the supporting roles of the historical figures because uh, the power you got of Socrates yeah. and yeah. Uh, and all of the the yeah. sub characters in this really yeah. there's no mall scene in, in the second one it's it's really quite dark. I did find myself while watching this wanting to see Keanu play this role again, though. Yeah, I, I will admit that so yeah. different from everything yeah. he's doing nowadays. He's it's, that's he's, true. He's, he's, you know, now so, he's just doing Wick. Whoa. He's always in Wick mode now, <laughs> where he kind of talks like this. But now he's gonna go up. Hopefully, oh he goes up a couple octaves. Smile a bunch. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm so pumped. I am pumped. Too. It should be good. Very much in, so. a, in its own uh, way. But it, I'm also concerned. Yeah. Because well, speaking of Keanu Reeves, I was looking at the Toy Story four cast. And it, the, all the characters are accounted for with the respective actor. And all I saw was just Keanu yeah. Reeves. <laughs> As they have not given him uh, official characters. Maybe he's what the if? new voice of Mr. Potato Head. Oh. They get a new mouth. That's Jared my has a great theory. Potato Head theory, actually. My, well, it's not Rickles a theory. It's, it's what I hope will happen. is because Don Rickles died before the movie uh, was uh, recorded that Mr. Potato Head's mouthpiece will be missing throughout the movie, and Mrs. <laughs> Potato Head has to kind of interpret for everybody sure, based on his, okay. like, his, just his eyes and his mannerisms. I like it. I love the alternate it. idea to this would be that they find a different mouth, and, and it has a, a completely voice. different oh, voice shit, for it. And it's Keanu Reeves. <laughs> and that could be Or I like my idea better. He plays himself. It's an animated version of him, <laughs> and he just gets the toys. And he's just playing with toys. <laughs> oh, these are cool. In the desert by a fire. <laughs> Eating a, a sandwich while, on a bench. While... Typing on a laptop. <laughs> All right, let's let's do this. So yeah, let's talk about this movie. Three's Bill coming out. Uh, they yeah, they just announced it, and uh, we're gonna do, let's do one because two is over an hour thirty. Yeah, we can't we can't talk about Bogus Journey, which is bogus in and of itself. Mm-hmm. But um, 
again, when we get famous enough and we have the Patreon, mm-hmm. we're gonna earn these extra minutes, right? And yeah. we're gonna we're gonna go for over every thousand dollars. We add another minute to yeah, right. the like podcast, that. and yeah. that's the where the first tier starts. Is a yeah, thousand. Tier two is five. Tier three is ten, which is the real. We've got the support behind this. Yeah, yeah. And then if you do ninety thousand dollars, like ninety, you know, yeah, then you get the one percent's definitely listening to this. Then you get a special thanks in the episode. <laughs> it's a one percent show for sure. I, you know, I really like what that Dan and Jeremy, those two brothers Eden have to say about cinema. About films. Yeah. That are all, you know, I like you must remember this. I like uh wait, wait, don't tell me <laughs> on NPR. And I like ninety under ninety with the Eden brothers. Okay. So this uh this movie begins with this uh the th- this Hatch opening almost, and uh, it's, I, it's Albert R. Broccoli presents yeah. an Eon <laughs> production, James Bond 007 in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. I just kind of assumed that this was their take on the Look Who's Talking opening, and that this is what mm. robot conception looks like <laughs> because it's like I was like, Where's this going? It's this slow moving, it's very oh, sexy, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's sexual, a gold ring pop. I it got me, yeah, it does look like a gold pop, ring yeah. pop, which is so funny because I found a ring pop. Pop that Jack got for Valentine's Day, and you stole it. And I, well, I <laughs> didn't steal it. I just put it aside. <laughs> Candy you can't eat a ring pop. <laughs> Whatever well. you got to do to sleep at night, dude. He's got, <laughs> he's got teeth now, so. Yeah. Um, and then you hear Tina Turner, Golden Eye, <laughs> found his weakness. <laughs> a music by you, uh, Bono and the Edge. Golden Eye. No, that's not true, but it sounds very much like <laughs> a Tina Turner of. ballad, and it's very sexy, and it's like moving very slowly, and we're wondering what the fuck's going on. Yeah, and then there's no explanation for it. This is the part of the movie that I have completely forgotten. That that's when I, yeah. I'm, I, 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 my thing is the producers probably saw this and like, okay, we need George Carlin to literally really uh, give us exposition in front of a black screen right now and that's yeah. what happens when Hi. they're cutting it it was like what the fuck we need some kind of <laughs> uh, yeah someone someone needs to catch somebody up to speed so that's what we get we get the great george carlin mm-hmm. as uh, rufus yes. i don't know if he has a last name no his, mm-hmm. he has it's no rufus he's nice. a future guy he's a cool future guy 700 years in the future well at this point 670 ish and he's just in the future. he scratches the surface and he says uh, in the future the world is a better place mm-hmm. Bold Bowling scores are way up. Mini golf Golf scores scores are way down. down. Which is, I thought, like, is mini golf not cool? But no, strokes. It's a stroke game. So, all right. Yeah. I get it now. And this, uh, I will say that while watching this, to me, this whole opening felt almost like it could have been written by George Carlin himself. It's got a very Carlin-style... Uh, way I, of really because I feel like there's some labor to his delivery. Like, all right, uh, mini golf scores are way down. <laughs> like someone I mean, wrote a bit no, for him and yeah, he had to do yeah. a quick five. That's I, my theory. Here's the thing: George Carlin would never behave that way on the set because <laughs> no? he's a consummate he's a professional, pro- professional okay. who <laughs> wanted nothing more than to be Danny Kay. So the fact that no. he became a stand-up comedian was just kind of what happened. But there's yeah. a Carlinite. I'm a I'm a huge Carlin fan. Um, so yeah, he was well. he was very happy to be in movies, and I I gotta say he's great in this movie. I really yeah. do love his performance in this movie. He um, uh, he's not in two. He's, not he's in very focus. briefly in two. Remember the uh, he comes out. Yeah, he's at the at the beginning, yeah. and then he kind of gets blasted into the time stream, That's and then uh, at the end, there's this weird Scooby Doo reveal. That's a mistake. Which I won't spoil here. <laughs> Two needed more Rufus, too. Yeah, definitely needed more Rufus. So he, he, was, he, he was busy jamming in New York at that time. <laughs> That's what <laughs> he was doing. That's the special. Yeah. Jamming in New York. 
Um, so yeah, he tells us the the San Dimas of the future is a much better place, but to get there, well, we need a little help. We, you know, two guys, right? Two yep. prophets, so to speak. So to speak, kind of help him out. Jay uh, and Silent, or uh, Bill and Ted. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, they're uh, they're. And then we we go to the garage. They're going to save civilization. So cut to them in the present, 1988, San Dimas, California. This does confuse me a little bit already, Mm -hmm. their time travel logic, because this future exists, but only if Rufus goes back to make sure. The entire future is predicated on something that has not yet happened. Right. So how are we living in this future already when he hasn't? It's when you get into time time travel theory. That's why Back to the Future is uh, fairly solid in its uh, Mm -hmm. time travel, and Bill and Ted is fairly flimsy. There, there's some, when you try to figure out the logic of them, the, when they're doing, they're trying to figure out the trash can and the, the things oh, happen later on. Live. That, real. that, that logic is no <laughs> sense at <laughs> it's all. Real sloppy yeah, spoiler at alert! That is bizarre. I can even go with the keys, but the trash can is like mm. there's no. It was way a Deus Ex by the end, and they were just no like, let's keep using up. this. Yeah. Um, so Bill and Ted, they're in a band, I guess. It's a two-piece. They're both guitarists. There's yep. no uh, drum, no rhythm, and they're called Wild Stallions, and it's spelt in a very uh, precarious manner. It's uh, W-Y-L-D. Yeah. And then I don't remember how Stallions. Stallions? I don't know. I think it is. It's like Stallions. It doesn't look like Stallions. Wild Stallions. They love (laughs) Stalin. They're big Stalin fans. They're in the garage, and they're like, doing like these shitty solos and they are also operating a video camera like doing like a audition video almost yeah this is in the height of the mtv Mm -hmm. days so they're making their their sweet music video Mm -hmm. um where they introduce themselves i don't i don't like every music video (laughs) that's like you do like like this is before mtv created that whole uh the title card at the bottom left corner with the uh yeah the information the the bands used to have to come out (laughs) At the beginning of every video. Hey, I'm Sting. <laughs> Don't you remember when we were I'm about to sing my big hit? <laughs> hey, guys, I'm Sting. Hi, I'm Michael Stipe from R.E.M. <laughs> this, this is Mike Mills. This is Bill Berry. We're R.E.M. I would love that. <laughs> we're going to do this song for you guys. This is, song, this is Radio Feels Free personal. Girl. Hello, I'm Bono. <laughs> this is The Edge. <laughs> Larry Mullen Jr. <laughs> <laughs> I know names. So yeah. They're in a garage. They're operating Eight. the camera. And then, like, they get, like, some kind of electrical malfunction. They have to bail briefly to get, basically, just so we can get an exterior of their smoking garage and a little title that says San Dimas 1988. They go right back into that garage. And uh, they talk about how they need Eddie Van Halen in their band to make it. Yeah, it's 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 sound logic that they they have. Well, it's circular logic that they very go paradoxical time like uh, logic. It's they, true. They, they need, need Eddie Van Halen yeah. to become a huge band, but maybe they need to have a hit song. But they a can't have a hit video. song unless they have great instruments. But why have instruments if they don't know how, to, how play? to play? Which is why they need Eddie, Eddie Van Halen. Van Halen. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when we get well. You know, we meet. You see the dynamic of these two. They're they're basically a hive mind. It's Bill, uh, played by Alex Winter, who went on to go behind the scenes after those two movies, and uh, he did that movie Freaked, I yeah. think. Uh, he went on to just like do his baby more I directing, think. yeah, because um, nobody wanted to cast Bill in movies. <laughs> he was in the Lost Boys too. It's true uh, as a young man. But I think before this is pre Bill and yeah, Ted, Lost Boys. I think was eighty seven, or maybe it was the same year. But it, I don't and know. Reeves is a hit by the time Bogus comes out. He's already done Point yeah. Break. And uh, 
people like tend to seem yeah. to like him a lot more. <laughs> he's hotter. Yeah. Well, as you, well, have, you yeah, unfortunately, you've described before that uh, I don't think on the show, but they've talked about Keanu Reeves also being a consummate professional and how he everyone has, loves he has a him. reputation in Hollywood. Uh, and you know, he gave uh, that you can look this up on anywhere, but he gave his Matrix Two salary to the stunt team. I think three uh, as well. Oh yeah, and he's had a tragic background too. His wife uh, died, his kid before that. So uh, it's very sad. I can't so even think about that. People. Now. We're always rooting for Keanu Reeves, uh, and John Wick's awesome. Ugh. Have you seen Wick, Joe? No. I just saw it uh, like yeah. two weeks ago because I was great. like, "All right, it's getting hyped too much." Yes, but yes. it's fucking good. <laughs> I haven't seen the second, but I love the first yeah. one. Um, so they're late for school. It's it's post Back to the Future. I was gonna world. say blowing out the speakers, <laughs> late for school, cuckoo time clock, travel. Time tra- yeah, it's very v- Back Speaking to the Future. Speaking of which, uh, you know, Katie was she's a big Whovian as as you are yes, too. Also, she's well, wondering. Yeah, I'm not as much as uh, my wife is, but uh, she's wondering why why a phone booth? Were they inspired by Doctor Who? Here's and what I yeah wh- I looked at it, mm-hmm. it up myself. The, originally, it was supposed to be like a minivan, which yeah. they thought was oh that's too clo- that's too close to Back to the Future. <laughs> exactly. Apparently, no one had well, told them yeah. what Doctor Who was. <laughs> oh, we'll do a phone booth. Exactly. That's, yeah, that's great. That's perfectly original. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and then we. Uh, how many fucking people can fit in this fucking phone booth? It's paradox on paradox uh, on paradox. It, it should it should be a clown car, <laughs> a time traveling clown car. It makes sense. Well, the the other question is like, do you, you apparently you don't really need to close the door on this phone booth because they arrive in it sideways at one point, which makes more sense. But yeah, by the end there's like Napoleon can just travel through the whole damn yeah. thing. Just there's like eight people in there yeah. at least by the end. That's too many for one. <laughs> for, if my calculations like are correct, mm, I think that's too many people. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just it's too many bodies. Um, so they're they're late for school and they show up in class and they're uh, they're model students. Not not a joke you get in this movie, but that yeah, came that a little comes bit a later. Years later, yeah. But they're in class and they got this teacher. He's a very stern dude. He's he doesn't really take a lot of their shit. Who, and, and I'm gonna say I I'll say this, and I know it's gonna seem racist of me, but when I was a very young little kid, I thought that this was Bill Cosby in this role. That was, oh. You thought Cosby was the teacher? Yeah. They don't all look alike, guys, but <laughs> I thought he. Jerry was just an idiot. He was just a I dumb was, yeah. child. I was four <laughs> when this movie came out. I was four years old. Like, give me a break. I barely knew who I Cosby was. I don't know, Jer. I don't think they're gonna let you slide for this one. <laughs> You're, You're going down. Old. You're probably right. Maybe. Oh, all right. So anyway, he uh, he he pulls him to class after the the class gets called off, and he says, uh, "If you." gives him an ultimatum basically he says if you don't pass this history presentation he says you have flunked every unit of this history class which is really sad when you think about the idea it's like they're not like guys who just blow off class they're trying they're, and they they're show up. failing so badly yeah they're like beavis and butthead beavis and butthead show up to school but you but know what they, beavis they and butthead suck. at least have apathy they don't care yeah. that they're not mm. really doing well these guys think they're trying these and guys are trying and he's like literally racking his brain like He's dead. Like that's yeah, the when most he you can say about, about uh, Napoleon. Yeah, and then uh, he says, uh, "You said Julius Caesar is a dead salad, dude. <laughs> a salad dressing dude. <laughs> oh, a salad dude. <laughs> I wonder if Julius Caesar was originally in this script. At I one wonder point. Yeah. because you get he says he asks Ted, who's Joan of Arc, mm-hmm. and then you already you know Socrates is on right. The board. They're kind yeah. of setting they up set the stones. Up, yeah. yeah, they. they I wonder too. Maybe there's a scene where they like, accidentally stab him. And he I goes, did a two ten, or they Bill. walk in as he's being stabbed. <laughs> oh, that's, that, that's another thing about this is that a lot of the historical figures that they pick up were like 
either killed or died in tragic ways. Oh, yeah. Um, That's the thing I, I kind of, now that you mention it, I, I wrote it in my notes a little bit later because it popped into my head about an, like an hour and ten into this. But, like, yeah. they know how these figures are going to die. Do you think any of the figures <laughs> are like, excuse me, sir? Well, and that's another thing um, I read is that part of this original script was that they are accidentally the cause. Changing. It's like they forced Gump it and they oh, accidentally cause uh, all of these events to happen. <laughs> oh, like the assassination at yeah. Ford's Theater? <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. Like, you want, to talk, you, you want to talk about dark? That's really quite dark. That is really dark. That was a, what an original draft you said. That was yeah, like in an oh, early draft of this. I'm glad Back they, when cut they had out a that minivan, shit. and in the minivan they were able to carry around. Was more Van Halen in the original draft? Does he show up? Hey I, guys, I don't know when Van Halen came in. <laughs> All right, fine. How about David Lee Roth? Probably. <laughs> so life goes on without me. <laughs> so. So Bill has a <laughs> no um, Bill has a sweet white belly shirt that he wears, like midriff oh, yeah. uh, bearing. I, it's ahead so, of his time. He looks this. really real good. Which looks do you prefer for Bill and Ted? Do you prefer their look in this movie, or do you? I love the... Ted oh, I in know. Bogus. He's got a cool like skateboarder haircut. It's a little bit shorter. Yeah, and it's parted, and he wears like a cool jacket in the second He's one got, like, too. This, like, the smiley, smiley face. Yeah, vest. I love his. Uh, their, yeah. I love their uh, both their aesthetic in the second. The I green say, flannel and the yellow shirt for Bill. I think the I backwards prefer, red hat. I prefer. I think I prefer the shag for Ted. Okay, but I definitely like Bill with the hat on. He doesn't uh, have a yeah. hat on in this whole movie. It looks a lot better. It looks really weird. cool and too like a comic booky. Like, like yeah, they, they look like their own. they look like they've become. It is like, much more bold. I'm looking at it now more bold. Old colors, yeah. yeah, that solid green uh, flannel. I or, do. I like their look in the first movie, though. Maybe yeah. they're they're upper. Their heads are better in the <laughs> yeah. Swap heads, and then, <laughs> um, yeah. But that belly shirt, man, I never I liked it like as a kid. Belly. I don't like it now. No, it makes me feel strange. Like <laughs> <laughs> no. when we used to climb the roof in gym class. <laughs> so another um, movie about a pair of idiots. So uh, teacher, yeah, he says, and you, you guys gotta ace this presentation or you fail. And then, like, not only that, but uh, in a little bit, we're gonna find out that Ted's got a, another, like, whole other stakes going on. Oh god, Ted's got the worst of it. Uh, but first, we meet Missy, uh, mom. Yeah, that's uh, the weird dynamic they set up in this movie between Bill and his Bill's stepmom. dad is a dirty dog. Bill's <laughs> dad <laughs> oh is nothing but a horny enabler, is what he is, and he is looks he like a poor man's Martin Mole. <laughs> he does. Like <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. Porno Martin Mole. <laughs> um, yeah, Missy is only yeah. like uh, you hear I, okay. Ted at one point say, "You remember when she was a senior and we were, we fresh, were fresh?" She's, she's literally three only years three years old. I'm going to defend your Bill Cosby thing because I thought when I was a kid that she was Pamela Anderson. <laughs> I okay. swear to really? God, yeah. But what? Do, I don't think I can get away with this one. I, <laughs> me too. I think <laughs> I'm in trouble <laughs> with this one too. I don't know. Not as much as Bill Cosby. If I really felt that way now, <laughs> yeah. I hope he dies in jail. <laughs> that's a hot take <laughs> was it i don't think it's that hot actually it? Do you, just to say that you no. hope he dies in jail is this well, really I, quite dark the reason is because i heard he's uh and i don't you know the news is the news but i read an article he says he's having an excellent time oh, in jail God. i'm like i hope you fucking die okay. in there yeah too. well there we go and he and he has no remorse well, either here's he's, the thing he's been he, expressing no remorse here's the thing. he says he's a political prisoner oh my he's God. going to die in prison yes. yeah. that's, that's what's more important that's the end of his legacy so I hope what happens happens is what I'm saying. I hope Bill and Ted don't intervene. Let's don't get you, back to the movie here. Don't segue. you wish that you were in this and not Ghost Dad Bill Cosby? Mm -hmm. I like you in the movie Jack, though. I'll say that. He is charming in Jack. Yeah. Uh, he, <laughs> I hope he dies in jail. 
But he's very charming in that Robin Williams movie. With the man who committed suicide and the man who will die in prison. <laughs> so there's, uh, okay, so anyway, Ted, Ted's dad. Ted's tries to avoid his dad at home. He's looking for his keys, which is like his whole subplot. Yeah, what yeah. The hell? That's all he's got he's going. So he's got keys. a two-track mind. One is his keys. The other is, pack up your bags. You're going to Oates Military Academy. He d- he does not want his son anywhere near him. Oh, he's you're going to Alaskan military school. I'm going to come back here and be the police well, it's chief. It's not or until the end. Spoilers when Sigmund Freud analyzes Ted that we find out really what's going on between those two guys. Something yeah. the mom's not there, and they don't even talk about the mom at all. It's so true. I don't know what's going on. But by the second, doesn't Ted's dad take Missy? Yeah, by really? the second yes. movie. And Bill's yeah. dad is all sad and depressed. Oh, my God. It's so fucking weird. They're at a party, and for some reason, Bill's dad's there, too. And he's just kind of watching Ted's dad and Missy kind of make out. And he's like, it's, holy yeah, shit. It's, it's the princess's <laughs> birthday party. That's why they're both there. It's a What it is, is a dark timeline in it, the bogus Yeah, clearly, yeah. It really is. That whole movie is, uh, mm. is dark. Um, yeah, he's looking for his keys, and we're going to find out that maybe, Bill and maybe Ted has something to do with them keys. Yeah, maybe. Time maybe we don't know. Stuff. I don't know. He's always messing around. Yeah, that's what the impression you get from his mm-hmm. bald fuck of a father. <laughs> and he's, he's like, Ted, I am already caught up to speed with the plot of the movie. I know that you have to <laughs> pass this presentation this weekend. Your teacher called me Bill for Cosby reason. gave me a call. <laughs> I'm a very Your busy man. Your son is failing every course that I have given him. <laughs> <laughs> Son is flunking. <laughs> Send him to the Oats Military Academy. And you take him to Alaska where he'll go away. Drink this. <laughs> the future gods call up the phone booth. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so now we cut and we're in the future and it's this cool, like, spangly room where, yeah. like, these three people in chairs, these Floating. three supreme beings, One Thanos's. Of them is, uh, Clarence Clemens. <laughs> They're thanked in the credits. One of them is Clarence Clemens. I don't know who the other two I are. I looked them up. They I don't really, really know who nobody's. Clarence Clemens now, is. I, was only I, feel, f- I know that makes me ignorant and a lot of people who, not a lot of people are listening, but, you know, <laughs> <laughs> anybody who knows Clarence Clemens who's listening is going to be like, hey, <laughs> now I was four My years dad. old. And I was three and a half. <laughs> and I thought it was Yafet Koda. <laughs> now I, maybe I don't First get the slide, <laughs> but maybe not. I gotta back up for a second because you say we were born six months apart. <laughs> I was, <laughs> I was like, three. Yeah, but I saw this. The movie came out in '88, so I could have seen it. No, it came out in '89 because we're celebrating the 30th anniversary. I thought today. it was '89. Takes take place, place in '89. Yeah, yeah. It was, was actually born. supposed to take place in '87, and then the movie was held back. What I'm saying is, I could have watched this movie at three and a I half because it, it came out this. The year after I was born. It's true. <laughs> Do the math. <laughs> Yafed Kodo, anyway. anyway. That's not Yafed Kodo, you fucking racists <laughs> out there. So uh, he's floating in a chair. He's, he's got his infinity gauntlet. And they call up the phone booth. And Rufus goes back to Earth because his mission is now started. Yeah. He's going to find Bill and Ted. And they have two things they say to each other. The yeah. philosophy of the future beings. Yes. Um but I would just want to backtrack just a couple moments. Like again, predicated on the fact that this event has not yet happened, somehow Clarence Clemens knows it's time. Like yeah. now is the time for you to go back to Earth. It seems like everything's in its right place here at this moment. They've yeah. got to start. And it, it seems like they have they had to do this to make the future happen. Yeah, this that's, is the that's only way that the this happens right now. Maybe they were waiting for present tense Bill and Ted to get the inciting incident then say okay they they are caught up to speed they know the stakes they know the severity of the situation you can go now i, guess, I don't know maybe 
So they send Rufus back, and he says, be excellent to each other. Party on, dudes. Party on, dudes. And what does that mean to them? Like, socialize in a room together? Does it mean do a lot of drugs? Look, I get be excellent to each other. Which I dig. I think I mean, we could all live by that. And honestly, uh, party on dudes in the context of Bill and Ted. There's party no on Wayne. Yeah, party on Garth. There, again, the, until someone associates partying with uh, smoking weed, like these are just idiots. <laughs> you know, there's nothing about them that makes them. You know, uh, partying. You just <laughs> crank up music, get in a room, just bounce around <laughs> off the walls with your friends. That's, a, just that's party. what partying is. Every party I've been to, we were all bouncing oh, off yeah. the walls like that. Do you guys have alcohol? No, just bouncing Just bouncing, man. No, no, no. We've got plenty of music to play. <laughs> that was my idea of parties as like a kid at like, you know, nine, eight. Every, I, that's a party. Loud I never wanted to go to a party. Walls. My idea of parties was all based on movies and TV, too. So I always thought that there was like a lot of raucous stuff going on. <laughs> oh, yeah. Perhaps Mannequins be, being thrown out windows. <laughs> if Teen Wolf shows me anything, there's jello wrestling going on. I don't want any part of this. Go- sticky. This is, this is too much. You got to go in a closet with some girl. What if I turn into a wolf in the closet? <laughs> I can't. Good, good question. So uh, anyway, they're taking this serious, Bill and Ted. They're in uh, Bill's room quizzing each other. And this is the dirtiest part of the movie. <laughs> yeah. They're, and his mom, Missy, comes in, brings him these bird grilled cheese oh, sandwiches. Col- I think the culinary arts is not her specialty, <laughs> I think. She's not good at anything because she's only like 22 years old. She's That's not the point. Good at yeah. anything. She's I only couldn't cook 22. at 22. So. And the dad comes in. and I like, can maybe make a grilled cheese. No, I can make a grilled yeah, cheese. At 22, oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but then, uh, Missy, Missy can't. She doesn't need to. She's Pamela Anderson. She's, she's got <laughs> she's everything married going to Tommy Lee. <laughs> um, who's in Wild Stallions, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. <laughs> dad comes in, Bill's dad, and he like Bill's trying to tell him like this is my situation. It's kind of serious, Dad. And he's like, Good. And he's, like oh. he's checking out the mom again. I'm he's a horny and able. He's just like, here, take some money, get out of your own room, take a dinner break after Missy just slaved over these grilled cheese sandwiches. <laughs> just slaved. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just before. Um, he enters though, like they look down her shirt, and Ted has to remind Bill again that it's, it's his mom. mom. It's like dude. a quote in this movie: "It's your mom, dude." And yeah, it's, that's something that uh, it's all. I don't think that got carried over into the cartoon show that Bill <laughs> and Ted <laughs> had. Oh, no, that he was horny for his. I don't think he no? was year older mom. The Oedipal complex in the the cartoon. Show. I bet if you go to maybe a, in the comic books, a I don't porn know. site now, and you look up <laughs> Bill and Ted, like there's some mommy porn <laughs> going on between Bill and like a Missy. Yeah, um, at Circle oh, K I'll though. I'll look it up later. <laughs> they meet Rufus. Yeah, Rufus Bill and shows Ted. up. They're Apparently, in the future, break. everyone dresses like Sam Kinison. He's got this sweet <laughs> ass coat on. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> big shoulder pads, oversized. Yeah, everything. And a beret, yeah. <laughs> like a do rag with the skulls on yeah. it. <laughs> he's screaming. Uh, so he helps. He says he's going to help them with the history report, and they're a little confused. They're a little reluctant until their future selves <laughs> show, show up. up. Yep. And some cool effects work. Yep. Uh, That's a pretty. It's a pretty seamless shot. And there, uh, you know, if you look at like some of those old special effects like this there's a chance where like they don't look like they're even on the same plane yeah, but it doesn't you match know, up well yeah th- this actually matches up pretty well this is a good one and uh they give him some pro tips their future selves uh, ted don't forget to wind your watch is his last thing that he tells him uh give my love to the princesses also listen to this guy rufus you know who by the way does not introduce himself to bill and ted at any point oh really yeah he he doesn't ted, say my he name says, is listen rufus? to this dude rufus who oh. never once told us his name <laughs> all right well, he knew that Bill and Ted would come and, and mm. tell him who they were. I guess so. Yeah. I, he, yeah, somehow they knew who Rufus was. 
And uh, Bill and Ted, future selves, they go on their way. And I have a problem with this because at this point, they're supposed to be in a booth with a bunch of historical figures. Nowhere do we see any hints that there are in that scene, in this scene originally. But in the, the later, when they revisit this scene, they're certainly there. Yeah. So I guess they don't want to give it away. But my thing is, there's a fuck ton of people in that phone booth <laughs> I, I just think, waiting. I think it actually, there's like... A very obscured body in I this. I thought I saw at least I think, one I other think there's somebody in there. In there. You right. just definitely can't make out who it is yet. Fair enough. Uh, they So they're on their way. Um, Bill and Ted now, they're okay. They're like, okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to get in this phone booth. Rufus says this is a time machine. Enter yep. any number you want in these coordinates here. Here's a phone, phone book. book. <laughs> yeah. Um, Which I, I liked that gag. Yeah, it's, it's, pretty a, good. it's a cool gag, of like, if you, especially if you like pause and actually look at some of the, uh, the ads themselves. They're kind of funny. As a little test here, I guess they go through the circuits of history and they get spit out in uh, Austria, 1805. The French have just invaded, apparently. Yeah. And uh, this is Napoleon. Oh, the, the greatest <laughs> character in <laughs> the entire this Bill and Ted is. series. Awesome. This I is love, the performance of a lifetime. <laughs> I love, you know who this actor is? <laughs> who? I don't know the guy's name, but you, uh, you remember in the Truman Show, the guy who's watching from his bathtub? Yeah. The same oh, guy. Shit. Yeah, wow. <laughs> That's Napoleon. <laughs> That's great. Wow. The bathtub guy. Yeah, the bathtub guy from the Truman <laughs> See, you don't get that on any other podcast. You get a 90 <laughs> under 90 here. Yeah. For all you Truman heads. <laughs> I, I love the Truman show. I wish it was under 90. Uh... You, I, that's the thing. We'll, maybe one time we'll make some exceptions. There's some movies. <laughs> I think we should break the whole form. What I'm saying <laughs> is I think we should betray the entire premise of the show. Yeah, fuck it. Um, so Napoleon gets sucked down the circuits of time, and yeah. uh, he's kind of uh, lagging behind the phone booth. They go back to Ted's house, present yeah. day, and Napoleon's up in the tree. They don't see him, really. Yeah, they don't see him because they're facing Rufus, but Rufus at no point acknowledges the fact that and Napoleon is hanging like, from the tree. And the leg is still got some of the electricity running This is down. all part of the plan, gentlemen. <laughs> all part of the plan. So, uh, came to me in a dream. And in the home, Rufus gives them the phone book. Yeah, he tells them San Dimas's clock is always running. That's the rules. And here. that is uh, one thing that I, I guess I kind of like is that they establish a certain, like, it's one rule that's very different from other time travel movies in that, like, if it's essentially saying like if you're you can only you travel a to a date elements. you don't necessarily have control of the time that mm. you're you're it's, going it's to. ironic when you have a time travel machine and you <laughs> can't, can't and you have precise. no control over <laughs> yeah it only time. goes to like specific dates eras sure but yeah but um that's the time bomb element in this and back to future of course it's the disappearing family yeah. from the photograph <laughs> uh so rufus says gentlemen you're on your own because Bill and Ted want his help. He puts on those Jordy glasses. From <laughs> <stuff>. <laughs> yeah, man, he uh, uh, he looks cool. He leaves. Napoleon falls out of the tree, and uh, so does. Nap I'm sorry, but does Rufus take the time machine? Yeah. And how do they? And then he sends then he sends another one right <laughs> okay. back. Empty. Yeah. All right. Right on. Right on. <laughs> Napoleon <laughs> falls out of the tree. They kidnap him, basically. Yeah. Uh, they kidnap every single one and of this, these. And this is something I want to <laughs> mention, I want to kind of get into because this movie does not, is that it's just in this little wide shot. They're walking back to the house. They're like, oh, there's Napoleon. You know what? Light bulb idea. Why don't we kidnap all of these <laughs> historical figures? That's the plot of this movie to pass our... But they don't really get into the kidnapping aspect of it. No, I mean, because the original idea is to just go back and learn a few facts. But yeah. again, they learn a lot in this movie without ever being taught anything because yeah. all they do is kidnap the whole movie. <laughs> I bag guess he doesn't get into why yeah i know it's like they just bag, bag this fucker should we learn about the culture no, 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 no. Take it's, it's i mean originally they're supposed to 
get like they're supposed to talk about a specific figure from different time periods. Mm -hmm. So that's why they specifically like they have someone from Napoleon's time period. Then they Mm -hmm. go to the old west to get Billy the Kid. Then they need to go to medieval England. No, I get it. And then they're done. They're they're oh, so that's it. They just want to do extra credit. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. Like extra, extra, extra. Then they're just like, let's just go steal more people. (laughs) Yeah. It's uh, it's like they became serial killers. They got a taste for it. And yeah. <laughs> Time crimes. Uh, <laughs> that's a good movie. Yeah. It's a Mexican uh, uh, time travel movie. Check it out, guys. <laughs> um, so anyway, Deacon is given uh, money to take Napoleon out. <laughs> like, yeah, just here. Show him a good to time. Napoleon. The money the uh, his dad gave him, I guess. Yeah. And yeah. this, <laughs> I write here in my notes, this premise, comedy gold. You oh can make God. a web series called <laughs> just Me and Napoleon. <laughs> I wish just that Deacon they would and Napoleon. bring this guy back. He's probably still alive. He's probably still working somewhere. He's doing one-man Napoleon shows. <laughs> God, <that's, laughs> You know what? You know what you need to do? What's that? Napoleon and Death together. Oh. You get the two of them. That could be good. Napoleon and Death together. Yeah, that could be good. Yeah. <laughs> Tying them together. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving it in just like that, too. Like <laughs> Natural response. There was no cut there after Jared said Napoleon and Death. No, uh, not at all. Okay, so uh, the dad, Ted's dad, stops him. Two-track mine. Mr. Two-track here. He chews him out. Ted, I got even more angry about my keys throughout the day. You're leaving tonight. (laughs) And Bill, a good friend that he is outside, he gives a call from the phone booth that is on their front lawn (laughs) and says, Hello, Mr. Logan. This is Deputy Van Halen. (laughs) This is the biggest band. Only the biggest (laughs) band out there right fucking now. Deputy Van Halen? Yeah, even the, the dad's like, hey, "Are you fucking kidding me?" All right, I'll bite, and then he leaves to go get his keys, and he says, "I want." Well, your at least bag. they found my keys, so that's <laughs> all I care about. We could check off that box for now. Then, then you're, you're going to military school. Yeah, pack up your bags. I don't know school. how school. I don't know how you're gonna get there. I'm not paying for your plane. Take a boat or something. <laughs> you're gonna walk, Ted. <laughs> <laughs> so Ted gets out. He sneaks out. Uh, dad leaves to go get his keys at the station. And then uh, Bill says, let's reach out and touch someone. <laughs> right. <laughs> and they go, first stop or second stop is Old West. Yep. And they crash like a porta potty. And, and they, they do not there. skimp on oh. the fart sound effects. I wrote down right here, <laughs> oh, good poop noises. <laughs> like four of them. <laughs> <laughs> this greasy, like, uh, very blue-eyed now, cowboy. Let me <laughs> fart not a As, as we've established before, I saw this movie when I was four. Mm-hmm. And therefore, uh, elements of this movie have become part of my life going forward one thing i forgot to mention earlier is to to this day i will still say to people yes way ted <laughs> whenever someone's like no way i'll be like yes way ted and they'll <laughs> be like i swear to god i all still right. do that i still i'll say it to caitlin all the time and they go who the, who the, fuck, the fuck are you talking ted? about She's like, why are you doing <laughs> anyway um <laughs> so just my question to you is uh do you ever occasionally sit down on the toilet and go that's a negatory for me Maybe the last time I saw this movie was probably a few years ago, and maybe I might have in proximity of seeing it, like within a week or two. It's like, you know, residue in your brain. <laughs> maybe. I'm just curious. <laughs> I just wanted to know. I'm just wondering. Uh, so they crash. The, the phone booth crashes, like, uh, next to the porta potty. Yeah, in they, between two of them. And they're like idiots. They don't understand how the West works and how dangerous it is because they go into a saloon. 
and like they order like beers. Two beers, please. And they didn't even, they didn't even card us. We'll have to remember funny. this place for later. That's pretty <laughs> funny. And then Billy the Kid shows up, and I don't quite understand. He says, I need two men. Yeah. And it's to cheat, right? To essentially, yeah. Hey, I'm making my announcement here, guys. <laughs> I need two men to help me cheat in this <laughs> card game I'm going to set up here. Or maybe he just needed, you know, two more men to, to join play the, the game. game yeah. Um, and then they like they, but they don't uh, they don't have like a powwow before the card game. They just have the card game, and this just, is where I get confused. He literally just says, "I keep everything." Yeah, that's you win. So I guess it's whatever I happens. What I win, I keep. I guess that's all they need to say. But I got a little confused because they're in the middle of the card game, and like Bill and Ted, they out their hand, or one of them does. Yeah, because they talk about poker Bill faces. Does. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like three aces, and they think Billy, you trying to cheat <laughs> us? Like they immediately turn to Billy. And yeah. accuse him, and then like all hell breaks loose. And I'm wondering, like, is, did he just get a lucky hand, or did they arrange the cheating? I think Billy is is feeding the cards okay. to the people. And See, I wish they explained. Okay, that. Yeah, I, 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 I connect the dots. So honestly, this movie I goes found, down two stars. <laughs> I found the bigger question to be like, why is uh, why do they call him Billy the Kid when he's clearly like 48 years old? This guy is the <laughs> oldest looking Billy the Kid I have ever seen. <laughs> It was that. Now I don't. I'm ignorant. I've seen Young Guns, but I don't know why they call him Billy the Kid. Is it because I think he, he was had young a baby faced, face? and I think he might have started when he was younger. Then this yeah. guy, yeah, he's probably yeah. miscast. This guy does bit. not. He's at least like mid thirties. Having said that, I do. I like Billy in this movie. I'm he's, a, he's a Billy yeah. fan. He's all right and in the, this movie. He catches on so quickly though that mm. I'm just like. That's why I like him. Nah. He's with the program. He's the closest to their era. Yeah. I guess, so it's, I guess it's that's a good point. Well. Yeah, he's slightly closer than Lincoln. Speaks yeah. English. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's with the program. Yeah. That's a good point. That's a good point. And so Billy, they, yeah, all hell breaks loose in the saloon. Uh, they get their heads thrown through a wall. They see some like some whores. Yeah, <laughs> some old old west whores. No, that's that's wrong. Some old saloon girls, yeah, maybe prostitutes, hanging out I, I, I in the think, back. I think, I think they are. You in trouble? Yeah, <laughs> I think that one would. Just the way I casually said whores, whores, some whores, some whores. Yeah, well, you in, know, in the Danny DeVito accent. Some whores. whores. I bang a lot of whores. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry about that. We'll cut it, but Jared probably won't. <laughs> <laughs> so they uh, no they comment. get their heads thrown through the wall. After just seeing John Wick, I kind of was hoping for some John Wick action in this scene. Did <laughs> <laughs> you break their arm? Maybe in the third one, he will have learned Kung Fu. All right, yeah. yeah. Maybe he will insist that every movie he does from now on, he has to do like <laughs> Kung Fu. Mm-hmm. They escape to the phone booth. Uh, Billy joins them, and yeah, he's with the program. He there's a long shot. Yeah. Uh, after they take off, though, there's this long shot of the cowboys confused, just standing there for like what? 20 seconds. I'm waiting for a punchline. Come on, writers, just do one line from Something. somebody. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, this movie is just barely 90 minutes. So. Right. Is this PG-13? Well, he's a medieval dickweed. In the I think it's just PG. I don't okay. think that they. I was gonna say, what the PG fuck? <laughs> PG thirteen is the no. What's going matter. on out here? PG thirteen came out like this year, or like the year before, or something like that. But I don't know that the rules were clearly established because they're saying fucking Beetlejuice just the year before. So you know, I don't even know what the fuck this thing is. What the fuck is a phone booth? Fucking Rufus. What kind of name is fucking Rufus? They're in ancient Greece now, and they meet Socrates. 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 They meet Socratic method himself. (laughs) Yes. And uh, they keep up with him, like, in this scene a little bit. Like, they philosophize with him. 
so to speak. And here's the other thing. Here's the th- like an element that like, okay, so Bill is he recognizes Socrates, doesn't know how to pronounce the name, yeah. doesn't know who the guy is, but somehow recognizes that he's an historical figure and knows to philosophize. Yeah. Philosophize with him. It's that robe. <laughs> it must be. Yeah. I mean, he's playing with the sand. He's got to be saying something important. And he shows. He quotes. And th- what I like about this is. It's pretty funny that uh, he says uh, "dust in the wind" to him. He yeah. quotes that song, but it's even funnier that Socrates, Socrates quotes back to him without even knowing that he says, "Like sands of the hourglass, <laughs> so are the days of our lives." Yeah, I love well, they it. do do the like physical. They pick up the the sand to be just like dust in the wind, and he was just wind. doing that. Exactly, <laughs> but I, I just think it's well, it's good writing. You yeah. could just end it with dust in the wind. He can go, oh yes, yeah, yeah. But he quotes but it back, something else back to him. Yeah. Uh, so they, then they he, they they bag him. Yeah. They take him uh, to old England, medieval times. Their last stop, theoretically, mm. and they go to the castle of King Henry. And this is very just he just got is danger it, written all Henry? over it that because they say it's they king say henry it is, yeah. i i take bill's word here's for the thing <laughs> the gospel truth the guy in the credits is just labeled as mean duke oh well <laughs> so they could be wrong i don't know who this guy like the henry estate threatened to uh sue <laughs> i guess the that's producers what it is. historically speaking two guys didn't come back in time in medieval england and well. steal the princesses so so uh, they see like, and this is like Ted. Come on, man! They see two girls on a balcony from like yards away, <laughs> and he's like, "I think I'm in love, dude." <laughs> like, have you ever seen a young woman in a dress before? <laughs> and then his next line is, "Let's bag him." <laughs> Does he say that? Oh, no. <laughs> I thought he might have. Let's bag those whores. <laughs> those Jesus, they are whores. Ted. They are. Oh, they are princesses. Yes. Uh, and he says, "I think I'm in love, dude." And they pro- And then I think I was with Katie. She's like, "They probably have the plague. They're probably really <laughs> dirty. <laughs> Everyone a probably lot of disease. Yes. Yeah. Guys, you can do better. <laughs> but all right, they got their hearts set on the distant princesses, and they go in and they sneak into the castle and they dress up in uh, knight's armor. Yeah, somehow sneak heavy some, metal, some dude. Knight armor. <laughs> they start Star Warsing. And, yeah, uh, it's not enough that they're playing with actual swords. They have to pretend that <laughs> they're, they're light lightsabers. And you're not my father. <laughs> And the way that they like use the I'm Darth Ted and I was like our names at the intro of this show. Yeah, I'm Dan Theodore Logan. (laughs) But then he's just like, I should have said I was Darth Rick. Damn it. Fuck. We'll redo it. We'll we'll redo it. We'll cut out the whores. And we'll do and the, the Cosby thing. Yeah. The Cosby thing. Yeah, Leave Pam Anderson. In. This is one of the most controversial episodes. I think we're going to get recorded. a lot of flack on the email. <laughs> we're going to get a lot of, a lot of tweets. A lot of tweets. Um, so, yeah, uh, they, they get in a little bit of a scrap, you know, and you're like, boys will be boys. And uh, Ted falls down the stairs, spiral staircase. Bill makes it down to see another, like, legit knight stab his armor right in the chest. Yep. On also, the ground. And why? This is armor from this castle. <laughs> so one of your knights just fell on the stairs and you just stab his Kill ass. him. Kill him. Those Off are, with the head. Those are decorative <laughs> knights. Um, <laughs> they shouldn't be alive. Those are for wearing. The punishment is execution. <laughs> so and also, the guy doesn't question how easily that sword goes through that armor. Yeah, too. he's it like, pierces oh, there must it. be more. <laughs> yep. Bill is set off, man. He says, "You kill my best friend, you medieval dickweed," <laughs> and he like goes ah! out. <laughs> and then uh, they get in a fight, and it's almost a, uh, it's a close call for Bill. Yeah. And Ted saves his ass. Turns out. He somehow got out popped of the armor. Off. He fell and <laughs> popped out of the armor. In the armor. I fell out of my suit yeah. and I fell on the floor. <laughs> and it's in the shape of my body. Uh, 
Uh, I placed it there perfectly <laughs> in the last 13 <laughs> seconds. So they get there. Rev- they get away. You know, they think they knock out the guy. He hits him over the head. Doesn't kill him. They, they're not murderers, except all the historical figures yeah. that they bag. Uh, and then they introduce themselves to the princesses in like a top floor kind of courtyard. And they say they're to be married by horrible men today. <laughs> and the geez, what timing. They show up on this day. Yeah, it's their fucking wedding day. They get caught by the king. And he says, put them in the Iron Maiden. <laughs> Excellent. Which they <laughs> recognize. Excellent. And then he says, execute them. And then they're outside. Bogus. They're on chopping blocks. And there's two executioners with axes about to take their heads. And but this where's is, This is where the movie Billy. ends, guys. And we're, we're, we're so yeah. great. We, yeah, I'm wondering where Billy is. I'm wondering where Socrates is. Guys, but I'm also wondering, why is the movie so short? Because they're, <laughs> they're going to sa- die. No, no like you're right. 40 Actually, minutes in. I was going to say, they're safely waiting by the booth. But you're right, because the guy comes in. And he's like, it fell out to the sky. Yeah. That was the, one of the most epic moments of this movie, <laughs> is that English guy screaming yeah. about gods <laughs> coming from the sky. <laughs> they had horns. <laughs> it fell out of the sky. <laughs> so they're about to get their heads taken off. And get more Star Wars and kind of. Mm-hmm. They're disguised as the enemies, the troopers. And they you look short for an executioner. <laughs> they take off. Hey, well, fuck you, buddy. That's <laughs> in Star Wars, right? <laughs> well, fuck you, man. <laughs> You're pretty short for that's a what, That's well, what Luke Bill says you. in that scene. Yeah. And uh, their machine malfunctions. And they wind up. Oh, okay. They get away. There's a big chase. Yeah, the Socrates and Billy the Kid are on like a cart. They, like they, a they chop cart. them out of their their uh, out of the the stocks, if you will. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, they get onto the cart, which has the phone booth on it, and then they zip off. Yeah, and their their machines malfunctioning though. I'm this loving Socrates thing. trying to man the horses. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> Socrates is be- is awesome. He's not the best, but he's up there. He's this. my second favorite. Yeah. Behind oh the yeah, and hand, then their honestly. relationship with Billy, like. Those two I, together. I do love yeah. that the two of them, because they're the first two, yeah. they're, like, they're palling up for the rest of it. Mm-hmm. Little development. So their time machine's malfunctioning in the circuits of time. Uh, they wind up. It's because when they're being chased and they're, the guy's got the mace and he swings it ah. and it, at just the last second he hits the antenna. And this is like a little like coffee break of the movie. They go to the future gods, like the not yeah, yeah. Koto. The other guy, uh, Clarence Clemens. Clarence Clemens. And the other two gods. And they do like a air guitar thing. And like, yeah, they do. They have this silent understanding that they're in um, sort of a, like a. They know they're in the, the future. future. The future. Yeah. And some sort of sanctuary. And, and it's a very calm, serene place. And they don't maybe know they're yet. responsible and for Clar- it. Well, they don't think that yet. Yeah. Clarence Clemens is like, it's you. They're and like then they're like, wait, them. something is important here. Yeah. So like they they know something's kind of up, but like we don't get the full uh, not all the answers laid out for Bill and Ted yet. Yes. They leave. So well, that's kind of not before out. they're like, what should we say to these guys? Oh yeah, right. And right, right. Bill encourages you know they each impart the wisdom that they have built this entire religion on, as Just if they had only up. heard it for the first time right then and there. It, it doesn't make sense. Uh, Maybe. It's rough, a little rough. Or just to hear it from the horse's mouth. Yeah, well, they they all clearly enjoy hearing yeah, the, that's those true. lines from them. Uh, and then, yeah, the, the slow motion guitar strum is like their salute, if you will. We like some. The future is basically a Bill and Ted cult. <laughs> I yeah. mean, really, it really has. Really, yeah. And that's the idea of bliss. And this yeah. is this is the temple of floating, three floating chairs of the Bill and Ted cult. In an alternate universe, there's like a Wayne and Garth cult. <laughs> yeah, they're all sitting in basements on couches. <laughs> Wayne's, wor- Wayne's Jim universe. Wayne's sitting on a basement and a Davenport. 
Uh, <laughs> party on, excellent. Okay, right. actually, a very similar. Uh, cult. As long as I don't end up in the Napoleon Dynamite <laughs> cult universe, <laughs> oh. don't be a wrong Napoleon. <laughs> Pray to your Todd. If Napoleon Dynamite had starred this man from this movie, <laughs> who steals the show, and we're about to go right back to him, yeah. Are we talking Napoleon here? Yeah, of course okay. we're talking. We're we oh, should only be pig. talking about Napoleon. <laughs> Meanwhile, another coffee break, but this is an ice cream break in the movie. Napoleon's yeah. with Deacon and a couple of uh, honeys. Like, Deacon's hanging out with some young honeys. Deacon's a baller. Yeah. Deacon at least has one girlfriend, and then maybe that girl Her brought friend. someone on to hang out with <laughs> A <Napoleon>. date for Napoleon? <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, that's that's man. creepy. <laughs> So uh, they bring out the uh, Ziggy Piggy, like big ice cream giant dish. You've seen this on The Simpsons, like yeah. the Noah's Ark, two flavors <laughs> of every kind. And this is kind uh, of deal. The, the two waiters are the writers of this movie. Oh, are they? I was uh, like, they had to be somebody. Chris Matheson and Ed Solomon. Ziggy. By the way, Ed Solomon is how we have the name Denomalos in the second movie. It's just his name backwards, and that's how they came up with the character. Oh, Denomalos. Um. Uh, yeah, Napoleon. He digs, starts digging into that ice cream, and he realizes it's delicious. And then he, uh, by the end, he which destroys is it. historically accurate, Napoleon really? did have a thing for uh, ice cream when he uh, and oh, La Glace when he was in uh, 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 Italy. That, see, that's good writing. Yeah, yeah it really they is. did their research. Um, I like it. In Vienna, uh, Sigmund Freud, no cocaine on him. It doesn't look like it. No, <laughs> he gets he straight does have up that cigar though. Yeah. Maybe it's laced with a little something. <laughs> he gets straight up lassoed by Billy the Kid. They don't even stop to tell him why they're there. Nope. They just say, fuck it. Just fuck this it. is the lightning point. round of kidnapping historical <laughs> figures. Yeah, lightning round. Indeed. It's a montage, yeah. They're taking... Uh, they Two <laughs> <a> better than <laughs> one. It's double the pleasure. Triple the fun. <laughs> um, so then they get Beethoven. He gets yanked away. He's very scared about it. He's probably the most frightened because he's also deaf. Yeah, he it's does like, not hear them coming. No I love What's that. Going yeah, he's, on. Everyone like, else is freaking out. He's just sitting there like looking like Gene Wilder. <laughs> <laughs> he does look like Gene Wilder. Uh, Joan of Arc. Gene Wilder wearing Austin Powers costume from the second from the Spy Who Shack. <laughs> that's what he looks like. And then Winona Ryder plays Joan of Arc, <laughs> right? No, that's uh, what's her name from the Bangles, right? Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> she's like she was in a power pop punk band in the eighties. I don't know uh, who it woman. Is. Sorry, I didn't. It's either the Bangles or something. S uh, female, not the, yeah. She barely. But she talks, was a musician. So yeah, uh, Genghis Khan shows up. <laughs> he's like, oh, he's. It's great. gross though. Like when you see him, like he's a, he, as he was. This is historically accurate. He was just a savage with yeah. women. Yeah, like just. Uh, Essentially raping a whore right there. there <laughs> this is our real. This is the most controversial episode of Night <laughs> easily. And then Lincoln's in the Oval Office. He starts beating it right there. On <laughs> 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 everybody. No. He's just kind of walking around the office, and they open the door. And they go, "Candy Graham." Candy this is. This must have been before we knew that Abe Lincoln had a high pitched voice. Yes. Because this, this man right here. Oh, yeah. Now I gotta say, this man defined Abraham Lincoln for me. Up until yeah. this year, when <laughs> Pizza when Hut started doing those Abraham Lincoln commercials, <laughs> you seen those commercials? I haven't, but I, I saw Lincoln with Daniel Day Lewis, and he's oh. got he's got a voice like this. He yeah, kind of sounds like here. an old man from The Simpsons. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but yeah, up until that, this was my Lincoln down here. Yeah, but yeah, no, yeah, and yeah, then true. yeah, Pizza Hut now has this commercial where he's oh. talking because everything costs five dollars at Pizza Hut. Yeah, now. everything. So they're like. 
there's this commercial where it's like Abraham Lincoln is like in modern days, but it's, this guy looks just like Lincoln, but he's wearing like dad clothes and he's standing <laughs> in the living room. I like he's it. like, imagine all of this food for a mere portrait of yours truly. And then he kind of like pauses and looks at his family. They don't say anything. And then he's just like, oh, thank you very much, father. Oh, you're welcome, family. What would we do without you? <laughs> oh, you. I shudder to wonder. <laughs> but that, that, that last line, oh, I shudder to wonder. Like, that is now the definition of Lincoln for me. Yeah, so I have not seen the movie Lincoln, but I have seen the pizza. follow a lot more. Your impression of that guy from the Pizza Hut sounds a lot like Daniel Day. I yeah. think he's doing a DDL yeah. impression. Well, that's because we've really, we've learned that now yeah. about. Him. I I'd say watch Lincoln. It's good. Do you, I, have I, you seen yeah, it? It was good. Yeah, I probably will. At I some mean, Daniel point. Day is pretty. Yeah. Daniel Day. Mike, uh, future and and past guest Mike Clapov has called something out about Daniel Day Lewis that I'll never forget. You can't unsee, and it's a choice he makes. It's a tick as an actor. Really? Is that and I can't do. It, it's a podcast but he puts what? all of his weight into like when he leans uh. into a chair he puts all of his weight on one side or another and watch all of his movies at one I, point I'm already <laughs> thinking of them and realizing that you're 100% correct as a fucking uh, plain view he does it all movies just shifted around a lot and he's got like some New York spine. most definitely yeah. and you can't unsee there, it there will so be blood for sure the mm. listeners maybe uh, well they couldn't see what I was doing. I think they're safe, but now Rick can't. Yeah, I can't see that. Um, so yes, yes. <laughs> Where were we? So he gets kidnapped from the Oval Office. Uh, they're bo- bowling now with Napoleon. Yeah, we go back to Napoleon. Thank God. <laughs> let's check in on him. <laughs> Montage <laughs> over. Let's go. Let's check in with the, uh, with Napoleon here. And this is something we used to. Uh, is the best is I laughed so hard last gives. night. Even <laughs> he corrects a score on the. And this is when you used to handwrite it on the, yeah. and they project it on the the, the yeah, ceiling so or whatever. Can see, he's like only got thirty seven pins in the eighth frame yeah, or something like that. It's a one he, in front of his score. Dirty Napoleon. But then the best part, Deacon sees him. Clearly, yeah. and he just kind of turns to Deacon slowly and goes, "What are you gonna do about <laughs> it?" <laughs> it's the look, yeah, it's the best look. It's just like you're gonna challenge me. I'm the bull, right, so bitch. He's gonna go up and then tells sometimes, the guy next to him does not move. So sometimes me and Jared just do that. You just give the Napoleon look. <laughs> what are you gonna do? You have to take a breath, breath, yeah, a deep breath when you do it, and that's how you do the Napoleon. <laughs> So they fix. Uh, they're now. I re- I like this, uh, and you don't realize they're in the the BC era, the caveman era, <laughs> until they leave. But they're there now in like some kind no, of. No, there's a sub. There, there's is there? Yeah, it BC, says one million yeah. BC. Oh, I didn't catch that. I just saw the caveman at the end freaking out. Seven hundred thousand years too early for cavemen, but that's okay. <laughs> I like it. Uh, I, just the fact that they go to that era in this movie, it's taking. They should have gone back to all the era. dinosaur era. <laughs> <laughs> when we were in high school, we wrote a sketch uh, where we. It's just three people talking about what their favorite Back to the Future movie is and uh, one of them keeps complaining that they never went back to the dinosaur <laughs> era but this one does yeah. so that's what uh, this movie has all over Back to the Future it's really gross they fix their antenna with chewed bubble gum and pudding cans yeah yeah pudding in like these like metal Met- cans like that's military a it seems a little can. out of date yeah, like, even I for think we were doing plastic snack packs by then. I, d- I don't it know. It hasn't stopped like raining here in Vietnam. <laughs> <laughs> Been here for three weeks, and the only thing that's kept me is a picture of you and my pudding cups. <laughs> <Pudding. laughs> There's something <laughs> happening here. So they meet up with their older selves now at this point at the Circle K. Strange things are afoot. They, you know, we've already seen this scene, but yep. now we see it from the other side. And I love, <laughs> I think it's Ted. Uh, he goes, that conversation made more sense this time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a little meta, yeah. Um, they give them a, the advice uh, from earlier. 
And there's sp- and this is where I write. There's supposed to be like eight people in that phone booth, but whatever. We already talked about it. Yeah. They go to Bill's it's place. A cartoon at that point. And rem- yeah, Rufus reminds them that the clock is still running. They only have two hours until their report. They boink, thought he boink, thinks boink. he has ten hours. Yeah. He forgot to Which is almost like, what's the point of even like having that? Like. I guess they have he, to make it to the report. He only looks at the watch one time in the movies. Like we got tons of time. Well, just because they ignore doesn't mean the time bomb's not still there. You know, yeah. narratively, it's just. I guess you're right. Yeah, uh, it's just Rufus needs to remind those idiots that there is a time bomb. But uh, you, you're saying to call it more attention to it would be probably more narratively sound because. But that's if they do structurally, have a, how you're supposed to do it? If they do have a time machine. Why are they limited by time? I, that's what I'm. That's my problem. It, doesn't, with it, the it whole really doesn't make thing. sense because they take off exactly. hours before the day of the report, so they can come back at any time. They can but, go back, but somehow the clock is always running in Sam Dean. I don't so get you it. Can't, yeah, like it's I don't dumb know. rules. <laughs> but they go to Bill's place, and then Missy's in the garden uh, doing some some chores, and uh, the the phone booth lands in the backyard, and all of them come out, and he introduces them all with like really bad false names, like this is Dennis. <laughs> Freud, Bob Genghis Khan, <laughs> yeah, uh, Bill Beethoven or something. Maxine of Arc, <laughs> and uh, Abraham Lincoln, and uh, yeah, Abraham Lincoln. And she goes, it, it, she does a great take. She just kind of, hi, it's nice to meet you. There's sodas in the fridge, yeah. just kind of <laughs> casual. But she has to go do his chores before they get to use the car or <laughs> drives him. Somewhere. Mom, could you please drive us somewhere? <laughs> She's like two years old. <laughs> so funny. Uh, they got chores, and we get a great montage of them uh, doing chores around the house. You yep. got so this is again where like yeah. the clock is always running, but they have all these chores, <laughs> and <laughs> they <laughs> have to <laughs> take them to the mall, <laughs> and they have to pick up Napoleon, and they have to get back to the, and they have to break everyone out of prison. Yeah, there's a lot going. There's on a heavy in these two hours. third act. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, there's a shot in this montage where they're at an ironing board, and Socrates has his robe off. He's just in his underwear, standing <laughs> waiting while they're. Yeah. Iron- Do you see that? Yeah, I actually just. What's, what's going on? Come on. <laughs> I was noticing that uh, Lincoln is ironing, and it looks like he's starting to burn the robe. Oh, that's shit. where my attention was. I was <laughs> like, "Motherfuckers, just burning that robe. shit up!" I just like the fact that Beethoven, his only chore is to wash that window, and he's done after <laughs> oh, that. He yeah. takes his shoes off. He's like, "I'm done." He <laughs> yeah. he's like, well, he's you know, yeah, he's deaf. Yeah. You gotta like take it easy. Yeah, deaf people can't do a lot of chores. They don't have yeah. the energy. They can't hear the such a controversial most controversial episode. <laughs> <laughs> they can't so hear. So you know. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh. They go to like they do the chores. They take. They just like we just need to let everybody go to the mall to get an idea of San Dimas, so that way we can actually do this report. Because so far their only <laughs> idea of the future. What would people think of Sandy? Oh, well, apparently there's a lot of kidnappers <laughs> in 1988. Yeah, I know. Like, what they really should like sit down and powwow what they're actually going to say to the audience at this point. <laughs> Did they off camera? No, none of like the whole presentation is really thrown together in an amazing, amazing, amazing light show. Of luck. I mean, we'll get there, but mm-hmm. so the, yeah, the reports are starting already at the auditorium. And the teacher is looking at his watch, wondering where the fuck Bill and Ted and are. What, what kind of high school gathers the entire school for history <laughs> this presentation? Is at four years old, that scared me about. <laughs> school the idea of having to go into like an auditorium oh of God, 500 people terrifying. and well, like with a presentation like that i would want to go you know the well at, at four years old i was scared Freud. but yeah there's a lot going on there it's like a whole saturday it's like really i gotta fucking go to this thing <laughs> yeah shit so they uh they school in the 80s was weird you spend saturdays <laughs> all day in detention without being supervised by people you have presentations in front of 300 people yeah just roaming the halls they leave the figures at the mall. Why? 
why not leave them a bill? Because they have house. to go pick up Napoleon, and then again he says but like the mall's the, literally the worst place you can leave them. But that's their idea of getting an idea of modern All life. Right. He just says, take a look around, get an idea of what you think about everything. Fair enough. He just warns everybody about the escalator. There's a lot of escalator <laughs> warning going it's on. It's so dumb, though. You leave, that's the worst place to leave all these people. Yeah. For us, the Of audience, course. I mean, but it's the most chaotic and mm-hmm. entertaining. They ask uh, Deacon uh, where Napoleon is. He's at a baseball game. He's like, he's a dick. I ditched him. <laughs> <laughs> he's a dick. I ditched him three days ago. I haven't seen him. And then I like this. This is a nice nod. There's a water park called Waterloo. Very good. <laughs> which I, I got to say, it wasn't until... I you know was in school and learning about history and stuff. Oh, you mean that water park when they were talking about the battle? <laughs> no, I just remember being in French class actually in like seventh or eighth grade and learning about Waterloo for the first time and yeah. hearing about Napoleon and then like laughing out loud <laughs> and then ev- the teacher being like, "What's so funny?" I'd be like, "I just got a joke that <laughs> I didn't yeah. that I never understood since mm-hmm. I was four years old and I saw this movie." Yeah, when I was four, uh, you whore. <laughs> <laughs> Controversy. <laughs> so Napoleon sneaks in with some kids. He does a lot of sneaking. He's a very <laughs> yeah, this l- this, this guy. lady brings in twelve children or something like that. She's paying for all uh. of them. Eleven children, please. <laughs> he sneaks in as one. My of life them. is miserable. <laughs> <laughs> they all hers. And uh, where did he get his swimsuit? Because he cuts and he's in a swimsuit. I think swimsuit. it's his underwear. Okay, it looks like. A long John type underwear. And I don't he's know. got a swim cap. But you know what? It that is, I don't know where the fuck he got. Nose. It's it's not a very thick. There's some uh, oh, shots. Some dick. No, I don't ass. know if you see some. You definitely. But those kids, all those kids would have seen that man's penis. Yeah, that that dong is flopping around <laughs> in front Napoleon of at, at eye level for some of these kids. <laughs> he's a short man, but imagine. Okay, you know how at the end of the water slide, you're kind of getting your bearings together, but somebody's coming like right behind you. Yeah. Imagine turning around and just nuts. <laughs> Right into your face, and it's Napoleon's nuts. Right into your. I think there's a nose. Bonaparte joke there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you definitely see his ass at one point. Yeah. He's running definitely. away, and you see his little butt. Yeah. His he's cheeks bobbing. Up he's and down. scared of the water slide, and because he's been through ch- time circuits. I assume that's what we always assumed oh. as kids, like the, com- the or at least when we asked our dad, why is he scared of water slides? Water slides seem fun. Well, you, well you, if you were going he had through just the gone through, time, have you ever been through the circuits of time, kids? <laughs> no, you know I haven't. You dumb fucking four-year-olds. <laughs> so he gets pushed down the slide, and uh, he loves it. He goes again and again. Yeah, and um, and this is another way. Napoleon just mm-hmm. not giving a fuck, just pushing kids out of the way. It's like, a great montage. You know, it, there's a lot going on in it. He uh, he pushes kids out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> he just needed this song. We don't know this song. song. We can't relate. We all know the boys and girls (laughs) are doing. (laughs) I had to cue that up for this episode. Um, So that song plays. It's great. Uh, It's almost as good as two heads are better than one. I don't have that queued up, but it's right. It's on YouTube, right under. That's okay. We don't own the song. I don't want us to get in trouble. Are you sure you don't want to? But if we review it, it counts as a review show. That's right. And okay. you can. So, what do you guys think of you? We all know that the boys and girls. The are lyrics doing it. are a little. Uh, they leave say, you wanting. The lyrics are probably the most controversial yeah. lyrics that I've heard. I think musically, though, it's actually pretty sound. If you, uh, pun intended, but if you listen, it sounds like something like Huey Lewis in the News. It maybe? Sounds like a little Robert a bit, yeah. Palmer almost. Yeah, 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 like that '80s sound. Yeah. 
Should we keep going? No. This is Boys and Girls Are Doing It by Vital Signs. It's got 226K views. Oh, wow. Oh, it's oh my. 917 people liked it. 48 With did not like it. With the Bill and Ted. Uh, as of this recording. And then right under it is Two Heads Are Better Than One, <laughs> which we'll play at the end yeah. and criticize it. Because uh, that's a review show now. So Bill and Ted grab Napoleon. They take him away. He goes, no, 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 no. And they go to the mall. <laughs> or at the mall. Joan of Arc. Uh, they all have their little things going on at the mall. Joan of Arc sees this aerobics instructor. It's, this is a super fun yeah, montage. definitely. Itself. Although I'm wondering why she's wearing makeup. Joan of Arc? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she sees an aerobics instructor who may or may not also be Pamela Anderson <laughs> to me. <laughs> At, at four years All old. All white women look like Pam Anderson. And, um, <laughs> so she like she butts in. That's like her thing. And then meanwhile. She shoves her the fuck off that oh, yeah. stage. Beethoven like, is Fuck in off. A, I got this. Beethoven is like the most innocent of all these guys. Maybe next to Lincoln. In yeah. This. The only thing that Beethoven robs or does is he just robs he's playing time. music. Yeah. <laughs> the guy's like had enough. And there's people gathered around as he's Who are loving it, by the way. Yeah. He, he could be, be upping sales. He could be <laughs> selling 70 keyboards by the end of this day. And then the fucking cops show up. Not mall cops. <laughs> the police. The most responsive security team. <laughs> hey, you playing those <laughs> keyboards? Actual police. Um, Genghis Khan. He he kind of has his own. He go. He goes crazy. He definitely. Oh, he would be arrested. Assault. Yeah. 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 Uh, he's crazy. Billy and Socrates. They try to flirt with some ladies. And then Billy fires a gun into the air. Yeah. In the that's mall. true. Fires a gun. I do love that when they're hitting on the girls. That Sigmund Freud walks up with his giant corn. Corn dog. dog. It's so good. It's so like if you don't you know anything about Singy? Freud, you're just like, oh, he's got a corn dog. They're in a mall. But then you learn about Freud, and you're like, God damn, that's a funny joke. <laughs> oh shit, Jer. <laughs> you just made me realize it's a Freudian. Oh, yeah, yeah. You didn't know that? I did not. Big old phallus. Was he? He's got a big old dick in his hand. (laughs) Did he swing that way, or was he just implying, hey, Freudian psychology, we're going to apply to you? Freud was the one who developed the the theory of oral Ah, fixations. Right, right. And, And, you know, phallic symbols and whatnot. Uh, Wow. The corn dog. Great joke. Yeah. Great uh, joke. The girls call him a geek. <laughs> yeah, I think Billy and Socrates might have had a shot with these ladies if fucking Sigmund. They Freud seem to be a little laughing at them, but warming up to them by the. I think so, yeah. man. I think like yeah. that's. Just I don't know that Socrates sometimes. had a chance, but <laughs> Billy, maybe Billy. Billy yeah, could have done some. Either way, they were both way too old for yeah. these girls. <laughs> I mean, Billy is like forty-eight. <laughs> Socrates is like doesn't matter in the Wild West. <laughs> unfortunately, it's true. Uh, um, we don't need to say the word again. What? Of what? Never mind. This is going to be another horror joke. Oh, I was. Jer. I was not <laughs> even thinking now. about that. I was done with that like <laughs> a long time ago. So Genghis Khan, he starts some shit at the sports store with a bat and he's like wearing football gear and he's a pretty good skateboarder too. Yeah. And uh, he assaults some dudes. Lincoln gets his photo taken. Where, how did he stumble into this situation? Doesn't matter. <laughs> but he gets his picture taken and as he's leaving, the guy's like, I need that stupid Lincoln hat and beard back. <laughs> For a guy who clearly doesn't like his job, he cares a lot about yeah. his job. I'm going to need the costume. And back. did he yeah. not see him come in? He just came in wearing this. (laughs) So, like, that's not a huge deal, but I could see why I guess he would get arrested. But not Beethoven. No. No. He's just associated with them. No, yeah. Even since I was a little kid, I thought Beethoven got a bad rap for that. Yeah. uh, Prejudice against deaf people. That's what it is. Listen, like... They think they can't do chores and stuff. I know they can do chores, guys. <laughs> we saw. I'm correcting my narrative. <laughs> <laughs> They're very capable, obviously. 
Don't know question about it. So at the police station. Yeah, they're uh, all arrested. Yeah, and uh, Sigmund Freud's got a great uh, interrogation. <laughs> yeah, that's there. pretty good. <laughs> Tell me about your mother. <laughs> that's something else we would say to each other every yeah. now and then, too. Tell me about your mother. <laughs> Raise the eyebrows a little bit. Mm. So uh, we intercut we cut or just cut back to the uh, assembly, uh, the presentation. And this is where we get the mullet guy who does one of the most popular quotes from this movie, which is San Dimas High School Football Rules. Which yeah, I I'm okay. <laughs> there's like there's a, there's songs. I guess I, I theorize that. that I mean that must be the first time that was done. Mm-hmm. But you know we've seen it done again. I just and I'm not I, giving I, credit to Billy Madison for stealing <laughs> from Bill and that's Ted's true. He does adventure. say that uh, nib high football rules. Yeah. Uh, see that episode? We did that one. Yeah, it's already. We're done. really building up quite a collection it's of big. movies here. Yeah. But um, what was I gonna say before I? There's there's, there's songs coming up after the. Uh, that we don't have time for that. anyway. <laughs> they're in the they're in the they're 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 locked up in the the, the jail there. And yeah, and, and Bill and Ted they get Missy to drive them to the station. They're gonna bust out those historical figures. Yeah, Napoleon. Well, that comes a little bit later. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah that's a little. Weird. <laughs> but uh, the dad tells dad, uh, Ted to go home and pack his bags now. <laughs> he like sees them at the bag. station, right? Or you're going to mil- I don't know if I told you this, Ted. You're <laughs> right. going to military school. <laughs> so yeah, Ted goes in and like he, they make him. He makes himself known at first, and then his dad says, "Get the fuck out of here. Go pack your bags." Then they re-strategize, go back in, and this is when the the logic. Yeah, of, this is where uh, things time travel. <laughs> they say, uh, "What is? I, what, can you explain this?" So the the theory is like, okay, we can't get your dad's keys because he lost his keys. So what we'll do is we'll after the report. Mm-hmm. We'll go back in time again, all predicated on stuff that has happened or will happen. That doesn't why after the report because they don't have they time. Don't have time now. right now. So right. what they'll do is after the report, they'll go back to the day before the movie starts. Essentially, uh-huh. steal, steal his keys. dad's keys and leave them here for them to get right there in that moment. I don't know behind the sign. And it kind of makes sense <laughs> when you think about it. But the fact that you can't control when you go back, it's like what time you arrive in this yeah. period. Apparently, yeah, should negate all of this yeah. this whole thing because then like if the clock is still ticking then it just doesn't backtrack enough to mm-hmm. catch up to this moment it becomes less so about time travel logic that god logic to me is like some bruce almighty shit yeah. you know a little bit i mean the keys is fine like i get the logic the way that you've set that up logically mm-hmm. and then they go into the station because they have the keys now they just got to bust out all of the historical figures mm-hmm. and then they, they duck like, and then they're like yeah they write on the typewriter they give him like a note yeah he's like well we need future. to distract you how do we get your dad out of your office and then we're like do you have a tape recorder okay that's another thing we'll do just remember Remember a tape recorder, but then and to have it play at two thirteen. This is that. That's where it. Like once you get to the point where it's like, okay, you know exactly when that p- tape is going to start playing. Mm-hmm. They know exactly when they're supposed to duck behind that typewriter, and like none of this stuff makes any sense anymore. Yeah, and I, I my brain hurts so a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. Uh, Dad, <laughs> over <laughs> here. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes to investigate, and uh, this is when the guys get the the figures out of the jail. Yeah, no other cop in this entire station is aware of these two guys going in and <laughs> breaking every one of these eight historical figures out of jail. <laughs> Have you? Did you see the bars on the window that were just suddenly gone? No, oh, there I are bars that. on the window when they go into the the, the cells because they climb out the window. Uh, there are bars, and then when Ted's dad comes in, they're gone. They're just gone. <laughs> they're cu- they're sawed off. Like somebody <laughs> cut them off. It's really probably a, quick. a cut moment where they're like. Remember a saw, too. Yeah. Yeah. A saw. yeah, some shit like that. Remember to cut out these bars so that way we could just <laughs> knock them out. Mm-hmm. Boink. Oh, cool. 
Let's go back and remember not to bring them to the mall. <laughs> let's remember. <Yeah>. <laughs> let's go back and remember not to do any of this. <laughs> no, the whole movie Fuck would, this. Would not this is very dangerous. We're fucking with history here. <laughs> I do appreciate that that's another thing that like this movie doesn't even bother with is the fact that like these historical figures would have altered history by yeah. them being taken out of their time. We don't. It doesn't mess with messing with a timeline. Yeah. They don't really get into that. Yeah. So they rush to the auditorium. It's time for the real show. And the teacher's like, well, you know, we're one presentation short. Well, we're about <laughs> one presentation short. Everybody go home and try the pudding. <laughs> uh, so we can repair the antenna. <laughs> Everybody, yeah. Pudding <laughs> antenna cups. <laughs> try the jello pudding. It'll fix the antenna. Chew the gum. <laughs> so... Uh, the li- it's so dramatic. Like they're like all the students are like, cool. We get to go home like early, and then like the lights go out in the auditorium, and like music oh ramps up, and a very well produced light show <laughs> accompanies <laughs> them. <laughs> I don't know where the music's coming from. <laughs> and then Billy Hello, the Kid, Sandy. I'm Billy the Kid. <laughs> oh yeah, so I'm shooting at a light. And scares everybody. How long is this presentation? It's like Their five hours. Theirs is like, yeah, at least <laughs> but three hours. But everyone's just into it. They're just so You'd amazed. have to be into it. Now, if I were me, you know, I was 88, you know, whatever. I was in high school. I'd be like, okay, so they paid a bunch of dumb actors <laughs> to play a bunch of dumb <laughs> historical figures. I want to go home. <laughs> this is stupid. It's Saturday. No, dude, I just Dan, spent last Dan, that week. was genuinely Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I don't give a fuck. I want to go to Waterloo. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> oh my god, I don't care. Genghis Khan. Who, who gives cares? the fuck? <laughs> so there's some. Uh, uh, so right. white. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> so, oh, Sigmund Freud analyzes Ted and blows his mind, and it's actually some pretty yeah. uh, uh, like. Yeah, Good Ted's uh, father's uh, fears of failure have been, you know, he's displacing that onto Ted and mm-hmm. shit like that. Now, if only we figured out about that mom thing, that'd be that's one more missing piece of the puzzle. But yeah. we, we got enough there. And, like, do you see how it cuts back to Ted's dad after that? He's, like, he's got his brows furrowed, like, it's almost like he's resisting yeah. that, <laughs> yeah. that, yeah. that right. analyzing. But um, what else? Joan of Arc does a clinic, like a sword fighting thing with Bill. And Genghis Khan does basically the same thing, except solo. He yeah. swings like an axe, like a, a yeah. batleth, uh, a fucking <laughs> 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 for all you Star Trek fans. Uh, and Napoleon, he talks about a water slide tactic he's going to use with models like on yeah, the table. Yeah, that's really funny there. I, 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 I can't say that I knew this going into it, but in the trivia that he has diagrammed the French invasion of Russia, mm. which is Napoleon's most tragic defeat oh and bill says <laughs> and ted's like i don't think it's yeah. gonna work <laughs> Ted, was, Napoleon. he should have fucking listened napoleon maybe he did and like he scrapped the plan and in this alternate uh in bogus journey napoleon is like um like even bigger god yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. he didn't I, go to I that sh- island i can only hope i just hope he's back in the third one just napoleon yeah <laughs> come back fingers crossed knocking on wood here solomon yeah. and other guy do uh, it. Chris Matheson. Do it up. Denomalos and station! Matheson. Station! <laughs> we don't get to talk about Station in this. I'm sorry. You know, uh, real quick. Station is <laughs> these two little aliens. They have sex together off camera <laughs> into. By jumping into each other. They fuck and they make this giant 
just one version of them, and he's got a big old butt, and he's really smart, and he's mechanically inclined, and I he makes robots. Two again. <laughs> I need to go watch Bogus. After Rick's this. looking at me like, holy shit. <laughs> I just had to double check that it was in fact over ninety. I was like, can we get away? <laughs> no, no, we can't. Maybe we'll make an exception and just totally destroy this format again. Patreon, real off Patreon.com. <laughs> look it up. Ninety under ninety. Um, and this is where I write. It, but you can look in my notes. What's funny is they don't tell the figures how they're going to die, but we already talked about this. <laughs> yeah. And then we get Abraham Lincoln's like it's supposed to be a big speech, but it's only like thirty seconds. It's, and it's, it's just brief. Gettysburg kind of Eight, altered. Four score and seven, seven minutes, minutes ago. <laughs> and everyone goes, ho, 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 He's ho. like, so essentially ho. that he's saying that this presentation lasted seven minutes. Oh yeah. Oh, or eighty years and seven minutes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and that uh Party on, dudes. Yeah. It, 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 we Met Bill and Ted. That's what he's saying. It's essentially his speech <laughs> about seven minutes we ago. Met these we guys. met Bill and Ted. I met these two young men and party, party on, on dudes. Be excellent to each other. It's something Slavery is still bad, right? <laughs> okay. Party on, dudes. He basically he says, I what these guys are saying, I'm saying also. Yeah. And then <laughs> and everyone Sam cheers. Dimas high school football rules. And you know what though? <laughs> Abe Lincoln would agree. Be excellent to each yeah, other. Absolutely. Yeah. Or at least I would I, I assume. Guess. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, but he would be like, like, be excellent to each other. And, yeah. and lean real hard on his elbow. Sure. <laughs> be excellent to each other. Well, old, what's your name? What was his wife's name? Uh, Mary, Mary Todd. Todd. Mary Todd's calling me, so I better get going. They're going to go take in a show tonight. Lincoln letter from the Hateful Eight. It doesn't even write it. <laughs> you guys see Hateful Eight? No. No. Yes. Yeah. What do you think of Hateful Eight? I liked it a lot. I liked it Under 90? No. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. <laughs> <laughs> Joke of the day. <laughs> no, I, I really did like that. <laughs> so they um they get in the time machine. They leave all the historical figures. Yep. Encore. And that's when you would be like, I care. Where did the phone booth go, guys? Uh, or not. No, I'm sorry. I was looking at my notes. I didn't have time to laugh. <laughs> it was more of a question, but that's okay. Uh, in the garage now. It's all over. It's all yeah. Over. It's all fucking over, guys. It's fucking over. Yeah. <laughs> Speech is over. They did good. Apparently, they didn't fail. We I think can assume they that they didn't it. fail. I think they aced it. And also, I think, you know what? Missy helped because I think she had a relationship with that teacher. There was a lot of looks between she shows the history up, teacher. And, and she's like, hi. Yeah, at the beginning of the movie, she's like with Mr. Again. Ryan, tell him hi. And then at the end, she's oh, just how like, did she get hi, long time no see. And then he looks like, hey, bitch, what's going <laughs> on? I feel like the chair. <laughs> <laughs> it's one thing. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, no, it's like I was just about to say that I think the writers make her out to be kind of a W-H-O-R-E, a whore. Oh, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Uh, cause no, I'm not, I, that was just a stupid joke. I think Bill's dad is is more than Missy. Yeah, he's a real whore. Oh, he is. And Good. Ted could Good. use Ted's dad could use some whoring. To be honest, yeah, he's got to stick up his butt. And these boys could use a tripod too, because they still haven't figured out that that'll <laughs> solve all of their problems for this music video. They, yep, they're in the garage and they're shooting another video, and they haven't learned shit. But they're back but they kind of learned shit. Yeah. They, because because now Ted's kind of like, well, maybe maybe now that we passed our history report, um, we should actually get some talent going. Because Bill proposes again, should we get Van Halen? And I he says, well, maybe we should learn. We Van Halen. I think I've grown, bro. <laughs> I think we need to learn how to play. <laughs> maybe you're right. Let's graduate high school first. And then like Rufus shows up yep. outside the garage. With the princesses. And yeah. 80s. Uh, they're all 
all decked out. Yeah. They're, they're, well, one of them's looking good. The other one's looking They both fine. look good. Nah, I like no. the brunette one. She's, she's <laughs> I think they cuter. both look great. I like, <laughs> I prefer, <laughs> Joanna! <laughs> Elizabeth! So Rufus shows up with the princesses, and they uh, Rufus introduced some something called a mole, a mole, and then the other one with no accent and something called credit card. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she doesn't. Have she that. doesn't even try to put on an something English accent. Something called credit cards. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, the Rufus says, "Can I have your autographs? You guys are really big where I'm from in the future. Like, even though I'm responsible for all this, I want your <laughs> autographs. Rufus should be the yeah. god." Um, but yeah, they're like, you know, you guys have, let's see, you have ended war, mm-hmm. poverty, and it's, your music is excellent for you've, dancing. You've aligned the planets, which <laughs> seems like it would actually do They're more very damage good. to the solar system <laughs> yeah. than it would be, uh, you know, yeah. universal harmony. And it's their music. Make no mistake. It, it could be the lyrics, like the message of the lyrics, but like, it's the music that has mm-hmm. fucking bonded everybody in the future. And we get to hear... <laughs> we get to hear some of that when they visit the future people earlier. It's true, we do. And they compliment it, and I'm oh thinking, God, yeah. "Yep, this well, music can change the world." <laughs> we get to hear a little bit in the in the second one too, because God gave rock and roll. God gave rock and roll to you. Gave rock and roll to you. Gave rock and roll to everyone. Thanks. The third one is about them writing that song like it's about yeah how they the <laughs> yeah, yeah. how they haven't yet written it's the song that's uh, supposed to change the, the music world. there's actually no time travel it's more like bohemian rhapsody <laughs> or <laughs> which i i kind of liked but it's uh jared said it's rose colored even though jared didn't see it i said that's what i heard so i have no really interest and he's in right it. i think i would right. agree yeah. you, you liked it though i liked it but I it, like a six maybe a seven yeah it yeah. follows a lot of the tropes of i really think like and i don't want to digress too much but i'm going to <laughs> there's a wikipedia article and it was like this was the lowest point in Freddie's life and in the script someone says this is the lowest point <laughs> in your life Freddie and he goes yeah I believe you're right <laughs> like some shit like that did they that. do anything but with his obsession with cats in the movie yes. yeah okay yeah. good are you being cheeky no I'm, I'm literally oh, I'm, I'm literally because yeah is that cats it? are like no, they that's have right. their own bedroom yeah, yeah. he has a huge he was a, a, a cat, yeah. cat crazy yeah. you'll, uh, you'll the get, you'll get uh, the cat love yeah. is one music video yeah you get some cat love and that's why I kind of like it more it, it got a point because of the cat love but anyway uh, I was going to give you a six, seven for the cats, <laughs> for the though. Cats. Cat love. Uh, hashtag cat love. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't misconstrue it, you guys. <laughs> Come on. Don't be like, you don't have to be that way. Um, so anyway. Yeah, Rufus gives them these really goofy looking guitars, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, they're, they're fucking bitching. Yeah, they got no. You right, can't. they're bitching. They look like <laughs> guitar hero guitars, really. Right, right they're really cool. <laughs> <laughs> so we're all on the same page. So they start playing. He's like, can I jam with you guys? Yeah. That shit, piss, fuck, cunt, cocksucker, <laughs> motherfucker, piss, <laughs> fart, turn, twat. Yeah. <laughs> and then he plays and they cut to hands playing a guitar solo and then cut to George Carlin's face making some John Mayer faces and then they're like whoa dude he's awesome no no I'm sorry I'm offended that you would even claim that that's not, not George, George Carlin oh, I'm sorry seven months rehearsing this solo what no oh, <laughs> you were saying he's an Eddie K I, I he was a song into, he wanted to be a tap dancing mm. kind of Dancing I, around the movie, not not playing a guitar. I thought he might be that committed to, but no. no. <laughs> <laughs> you got me, kind of. He also blew the man in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. That he I actually, knew. He's that I knew. He actually went ahead and did that. That he was committed to. That I knew. 
Uh, but then, like, they start jamming, and, like, they, they suck. The women, like, they're in the band in the future. Like, one of them's on the keys, one of them's on the drum, finally. The rhythm section's filled, and uh, they start playing, and it sucks. <laughs> and then George Carlin breaks the fourth wall. They do get better. They do get better. Shit piss Because you're doing it all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you ever see someone uh, take a shit while running at top speed? <laughs> he just goes into <laughs> 30 minutes of stand-up at the It's weird as hell. Just a place for your stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Hockey is not a sport. <laughs> And then he, oh, Jerry, when you saw him, didn't he, like, he, it was kind of sad because he had to look at his notes. He's like, ah, I fucked up. No, no, no. I mean, it wasn't sad at all. It uh, was literally like he was two months away from recording his special mm -hmm. and he had almost memorized everything. And at one point he was doing the, uh, um, okay. Uh, the modern man monologue that he has. And yeah, at one point he's like, uh, 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 hang on, hang on, hang on. Let, okay. me, let me look. And then he looked at his notes and then he got right See, back. See, I thought it was like a degenerative thing oh. like, where he's like, oh man, he's, so he's in such bad shape. He's no, done. no, no. I was actually Good. quite impressed Good. with, because he warned everyone at the beginning. He's like, no, this is something I do. Like, don't expect me to do the full special right here because I'm, I'm almost there. I'm not quite there yet. But for, having said that, he barely looked at his notes the entire time for the whole hour. So, you know. And that was, he was like 68 at that time. YouTube the Carlin step. <laughs> Remember that? Carlin a step. new way. Oh, God. I forgot about that. It's like yeah. this auto-tuned remix of one of his bits. It's really good. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty good. Until, uh, I got I got power lines. I got power times. <laughs> power nap run victory lines. I'm new way. But <laughs> old school. That's the, it's, it's, wow. it's a remix version of the modern man. I'm, I'm healing. I'm feeling. I'm, I'm healing. Caring. I'm caring. I'm feeling. I'm sharing. <laughs> it's really good. And he dances in it. Like, they like show him dancing. <laughs> I got to watch that. That's good. <laughs> You're going to watch Bogus yep. Journey. I'm going to watch the Carlin And stuff. I'm going to watch uh, oh, wait, wait <laughs> yeah. a second. Uh, this is would be better if I had it all queued up here. But what we got here is uh, uh, we're wrapping up here. This is the end of Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, 90 Under 90. You guys take it easy. <laughs> <laughs> it's not how we're going to end the show. <laughs> now, what do you guys think of this song? <laughs> I like it. You like it. It's shit. Okay, well, at least you're criticizing. Yeah, exactly. Criticism we criticized it, and that's, that covers it. And two hard, I, I agree that two heads are better than one. Yeah. Yes. And most things. Um, but that is Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure from 1989 as we celebrate the 30th anniversary this week. Um, and until next week when we talk about a different movie, I'm Jeremy M. Eden Esquire. I'm Dan Theodore Logan. And I'm Darth Rick. <laughs> That's a wrap, dudes. Wait, wait, keep it going. We got to get to the chorus. Really? There's a pre-chorus here? <laughs> what if he does another full verse? Hold <laughs> Wait, uh, one more, couple more bars here. I don't know how many. Of the, how much is gonna go in? Here we go. It's double the pleasure, triple the fun. <laughs>